Welcome back to the Dot One Podcast. I am your host, Drew Eaton, as always, and I got some updates for you. Some announcements, some updates, some crazy shit went down this weekend. Can't wait. Let's go! Even when you feel low, you can still go. Even when you feel slow, you can still go. Even when there's no hope, you can still go. I never answered a no, man, I still go. Go, 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 go. Man, that gets me fired up. I love that intro song. I always tell my wife that's my favorite part of the whole thing. The intro and the extra. So... I had a whole episode written down of ideas and things I wanted to talk about. Unfortunately for you, I left it at the office. But I think these ones that are, you know, off the cuff are just talking about shit that happened over the past week. Sometimes they turn out a little bit better. So I'm very excited about it. Yeah, every, every, you know, I go through the week at work and I'll, uh, let me adjust this real quick. I'll, um, you know, just write down things that come to my head and, you know, try to keep it on the same level, same topic. But, so I have a whole sheet of, you know, paper ready to go. We'll do that next week. But this week, you know, the Sharks finished second place. We got our silver medals last week. And uh, if you guys aren't caught up with the Sharks, the 12U soccer team that I coach. We got our silver medals last week. Super proud of those kids. But then an opportunity came where we could – get into this tournament this past you know yesterday this past weekend we got into this tournament and you know I have nine players on the field and only nine of my players wanted to go play so I said fuck it let's do it just you guys won't have any won't have any substitutions and you know if you get hurt you got to play through it and you know I gave them the big rah-rah speech But, man, I'll tell you what. We should have won at least two of those games. I think there was one team that was better than us, maybe, and that's a stretch. To say that they're better than us is – and that was the last team that we played, I think. Uh, But the first team we tied one-to-one, and we played three games in one day, 9 a.m., 12, and 3 all in one day, those nine players played three games. They uh, they worked their asses off. Audrey was complaining about her legs today, how tired she was. She busted her ass all day yesterday. But anyway, we tied the first one. We lost the second one and lost the third one. So we didn't advance in the tournament. However, I was very proud. We should have won the first one. We should have won the first one, won the nothing. They got a cheap goal at the end. 
And then uh, the second one comes around. And I'm glad that this game happened. The coaches, when we're warming up, both teams are warming up on one each side of the the field, you know, just doing some drills real quick, gets their feet warmed up before the game. And the coaches come over to me and introduce themselves and blah, blah, blah. One of the coaches was wearing a Ohio State fan, so I made a jab at him and said, go blue. I also told them I had been stealing their signs all week and that we'll probably dominate them. If you know anything about college football right now, it's pretty funny. <laughs> so anyway, um, we play the game. We, you know, we're just starting out in the game, and this coach in the Ohio State hat across the way is absolutely berating this official, one of the soccer officials. Everyone's kind of talking about it, you know. I'm hearing our our uh, our our fans or the parents of you know my my team talking about it, and you know I'm paying attention to it, but she's not really doing anything about it. And being a sports official myself, you got to really nip those things in the butt, you know. So, and I don't really know the rules of soccer. I know there's a yellow card and there's a red card. I think the yellow card's a warning. I think the red card is like an ejection. But nevertheless, we are playing the game, and this guy is just absolutely going ham on this. She's probably 16, 17 years old. She's like the head referee of this 12U game. And this dude's just going in on her. Eventually, the game stops, comes to a stop. At first, I'm like, what are we doing? Like, what is going on? And next thing you know, I see the officials, all three of them, over, like, on the side, consoling this young lady, the head official, as she's over there sobbing and having a panic attack. Because this motherfucker across the way in an Ohio State hat thinks that he needs to yell at her and scream at her and berate her about every call or non-call she she makes. And, you know, she was a little bit indecisive on some of the calls that she had and maybe laid on a couple whistles, but who gives a shit? It's fucking 12-view soccer, dude. I mean, the parents don't... And, and parents want to, you know... Everyone's wondering, what's the what's the big deal with... Uh, why, why don't we get enough sports officials to these games? Why are we having to cancel games because we don't have any sports officials? Because people like that motherfucker right there. It's because people like him want to berate and think they know every fucking thing. And and then they, you know what they do? They hide behind, I'm protecting my players. Man, bullshit. You ain't protecting shit. You're just being a fucking asshole. 
So this happens, and this is a pretty lengthy delay. And they're going, and we're, you know, they're over there consoling. I think the head official or the head, the head of the officials comes over and talks to her and, and all this and that. And she ends up leaving. And we had another dude. I don't even think he was an official. He, he had, like, a fishing shirt on, and I think he was, like, running the tournament. But he comes, big boy, he comes over, and he uh, he's like, hey, bro, I'm going to finish up this game. You got 12 minutes left or something like that. It's like, perfect. Let's do it. I also told him, I said, that motherfucker over there in the Ohio State fan or Ohio State hat is a fucking asshole. He's the reason all this is happening, just so you know. He's like, all right, noted. And we continue. We continue to play. We end up losing. We were tied one-to-one, I think, at that point, and, or two-to-two or something like that. And they we let up a few late goals at the end, and I think we ended up losing four-to-two. No big deal. Kids played real hard. Um, again, only nine of them. We were fighting through a couple injuries already. This is the second game of the day. You know, so just give me your maximum effort. You give me your maximum effort, listen, that's all I care about, man, at this point. Um, I really just appreciated that the my players were out there working hard. That's kind of been our motto the whole season, right? Just work hard, man. When you're out on the field, just work hard. And If the other team's better than us, then they're better than us. But we're not going to lose because we don't have – we don't put forth effort. So – the game ends. We go down the middle of the field and shake hands. And we go game all the way down. When I get to the coaches, guy puts his hand out. I put my hand in his, and I shake his hand. And I kind of pulled him a little close. He was the assistant coach. So the head coach was behind him, and I haven't even got to him yet. I kind of pulled him close to him. He said, man, you guys are pretty, you guys are pretty good. I said, I know we are. And you're a fucking asshole. And he kind of looks at me like, what? I said, yeah, bro. How you going to berate a fucking 18-year-old girl like that and make her fucking cry and leave? All because of what? I said, we're out here with 12U soccer, bro. 12U soccer, and you're going to make her do that. You're a grown-ass fucking man. You need to act like one. I mean, this dude's like probably 55 years old. He's a big boy, too. Like, if he would have, if he wanted to, he would have fucking rocked me. But I was willing to take that, right? I mean, fuck it. He's going to look like, he's going to look like the fucking asshole. But someone needs to tell this dude. And I guess it's going to be me. So I go across, and I said, man, you're a fucking asshole, dude. How you going to fucking do that? How you going to make her cry like that? And then and the head coach pipes up and says, oh, man, we just, you know, he kind of said it softly, too, because he didn't even fucking believe it. He didn't believe what he was saying. Oh, we're just, you know, protecting our players. and blah. It's a protecting, protecting them for what? From what? Everyone out here is 11, 12 years old. What are we protecting them from? We're protecting them to a point where we have to, I'm saying all this shit, where we have to yell at the official and make her cry and now she's got to leave? 
Who the fuck do you guys think you are? And he turns around, oh, oh, they're just like, oh, oh, the whole thing, right? <laughs> they really even say anything. They just, oh, no, oh. That's, and then I said, man, you're, right before I left, you are a real piece of shit. Like, to the T, you are a piece of shit. Like a, like a, a God damn, dude, you're so fucking, I can't believe you. Like, I was so mad. But this happens so often. So I go back to my, I go back to my team before I get into that. I go back to my team. I rally them up, you know, and they're fucking dog tired. I rally them up and I say, listen, we're not even going to talk about the, the game. The wins, the losses. Listen, y'all played your asses off. It is what it is. I can't ask any more of you. There's nine of you. There's nine spots on the field. We have no subs. I cannot ask any more of you. But what I want you to take away from this game is what happened in the middle of it. You got a grown-ass man over there yelling at a teenage official that... He berates her so much and yells at her for so much and for for what? For no reason. Treats her so poorly that now she's going over and having a panic attack. She's having a fucking meltdown, right? Because of this grown-ass dude. And that's how I'm talking about players and all the parents are around me. But I'm just real with these kids, man. I'm real with these kids as much as I possibly can. If you know me, you know I swear a little bit. So <clears throat> I might have dropped a couple swear words in there. But I'm I'm trying to hammer the point across is that, and this is what I tell them. I said, listen, you don't know what the next person to your left or to your right is going through at all times. They may put on a good front. They may be happy at school. They may be happy at home. But you have no idea what they're going through in their head. So always treat people with respect. Always treat people with kindness. And you'll know a time in your life when you get older and you got some wits about you. You'll know when you have to, quote unquote, put someone in their place because there is that time. There is that time for many people. But you can also do that with respect as well. So I kind of went that route with that and tried to, Teach them that lesson, you know, that you just never know. Don't ever be an asshole that just yells at someone for no reason. Control what you can control, right? Like, we can't control anything that the officials do. They make a call. They're not going to change their call because you yell louder. It's just not going to happen. I am one. I'm not going to do it just because you yell more. Like, that's dumb as fuck. To even think that that's possible. So, I told those kids that, and hopefully it resonated. I try to teach them those life lessons, you know, over and over again as much as possible. Because who knows if they're getting them, you know? At school, they're probably not. Hopefully they are at home. So I give them that pep talk, and the big dude that replaced the girl, the female referee, was standing behind me the whole time, and I had no idea. 
He's like, hey, uh, let me holler at you real quick. So I wrap it up with the kids. Hey, be back. we got one more game left. Be back here around, you know, 3 o'clock or whatever it was. I go holler at this. Uh, he ended up being part of the people that organized the whole event, which I kind of suspected because he, he just jumped in and re- refereed, you know. But nevertheless, I go talk to him. And he says, hey, man, just so you know, I heard everything that you said to the coach, and I'm and I'm thinking in my head, like, oh, fuck. Here we go. It's probably his fucking buddy or something. And he's like, man, we need more fucking people like you. I said, oh, that's nice. And he's like, I heard what you told your team. He's like, I don't know if there's any coach on this field or at this tournament that would have turned that into that. And we need more people like you. I said, listen, if you're not trying to, if you can't take advantage of an opportunity like that to to teach these kids life lessons, then shame on you. Because that's what a coach is supposed to do. It's really the only thing I did all year. Because I don't know fuck from soccer. I don't know anything about it. I know the, the the idea of it. You score more goals than the other team, you win. I had to learn what offsides was. I had to learn that you can't lift a foot when you throw the ball in. I had to learn uh, tripping. I learned tripping this past weekend. If you make contact with the ball, if you're going to kick the ball, you make contact with the ball and you still trip a person, it's not tripping. But if you whiff on the ball and you trip a person, it's tripping. Okay, sweet. I learned that. So that was fun. I learned when it's a corner kick and when it's not. I learned when it's a goal kick and when it's not. Like I learned all these fucking rules this year. So my mentality when I went into this coaching thing for this 12U soccer team was if I even got a couple players that know what they're doing, we'll be all right. Thankfully, I did. Then, so now I'm able to more focus on, okay, let's develop these humans to be better humans. And that was really my focus all year. And part of that was having a winning mentality. Part of that was just because you do good doesn't mean that you're going to get a medal. Part of that was just because you do good doesn't mean you're going to win the game. Some people are just fucking better than you. So what does that mean for us, though? That just means we need to work harder. This means we need to put in more work throughout the week, at practice, whatever the case is. So that happened. And we ended up losing the 3 three o'clock game. Which that that team was pretty. I mean, they they seemed all right. They were better than us, I think. But here's another thing too that I forgot to mention. If you have a co-ed team, which we do, which about we're about half and half, girls and boys, on our team. 
you automatically get thrown into the boys bracket. So every single team that we played was full of 12-year-old boys. You know, we got a whole defense who played outstanding. Our defense really, really played good. We had a couple miscues, but, like, overall, the three games, they played really good. But our whole defense is girls, besides our goalie. So, which just shows that that shit don't matter. Like, we were competing. We were in it. We were in every game. We were a lucky bounce, a bad kick away from winning all three games. And then we would have went back today and played for a semifinal and championship and all that. So what I told the kids after game three was, all right, and I kind of pulled them away from the parents because this was like the last time I was going to be able to talk to them before the spring season starts. I said, listen, we're going to come, we're going to grind out this spring season. We're going to go ahead and win that deal. All right, and then we're going to come back to this fucking tournament next year. We're going to beat the fuck out of all these kids. I said it just like that. <laughs> right, wrong, or indifferent, dude. Like, that's what I said. I don't I don't know. Like, I just, I don't know. People, you know, if you're listening to this, you're like, oh, Drew, you probably shouldn't have said that. But you know what, dude? Someone's going to be real with them. Sometimes a good F-bomb just hits different. But, I mean, I am talking to 12-year-olds, so I might want to tone it back a little bit. But I didn't really say fuck a lot, you know. I don't even know if they know what that word is. I mean, my kids do for sure. Mallory probably says it more than I do. But, yeah, man, I I loved coaching that team. And I know I told you fools, like, I wasn't down for it to begin with, but I'm all in now. Like, let's go. I'm looking at where we can go. I'm trying to keep this the core of the team together. Add some new faces maybe next for the spring. I mean, we need probably two more players that are legit, you know, that have an idea of what's going on. And we'll be we'll be good. We'll be real good. I uh so I did that, you know, that all happened. And I just, you know, going back to what I, I told the kids, like, all that's so true. You never know what someone that you walk past in Walmart or you, you're you working with, one of your coworkers, like, you never know what they're going through. And that doesn't mean, you know, don't hold people accountable. Because that dude in the Ohio State hat, I mean, he was obviously going through some shit because his hat was atrocious. And maybe he was. But that doesn't mean that you can fucking do whatever you want. That doesn't mean you pick on the weakest person in the room. The people that do that are usually the weakest person in the room. The loudest people are usually the weakest people in the room. 
you go to a meeting or something like that for work and you look around and you notice you you already know who the, the, the quiet ones are. Those are probably the strongest people in that room as far as mentality goes. There's two options in that, that scenario there. They're either the strongest person in the room or they don't know shit. So if you know them personally, you might know that they just fucking don't know anything and so they're just being quiet. But if you don't know somebody and you're not fancy with them, then there's a high probability they're probably the strongest person mentally in that room. Because what I like to do is just be quiet at meetings or be quiet when I'm new to something and just kind of feel people out, how the tempo is, how the lingo is and all that. I like to find the loud person in the room so I know that, okay, he just wants to be heard. Got it. Some people just want to fill their fill the air with their own words because they feel important that way, but it's really not the case. But you never know what someone else is going through. So just it doesn't it's not hard to be nice to somebody. Now if you're the boss of people and you have to get on somebody, that's different than just being an asshole. That's just holding people accountable. And there's ways to do that without really being an asshole. Back in the day, man, I used to be a yeller. Like, I would just fucking yell at everybody and think that the, when I was teaching tech school and I had 118-year-old kids that I was in charge of, I used to just, I used to yell a lot. And it took me about a year in that four-year span to change that to more of a disappointed dad tactic, I guess. Just a softer tactic, really. Still getting the same message across, but I think it's more impactful if you are calm, cool, and collected. When they see somebody that is all bent out of shape and yelling, it doesn't resonate with many, many people. Sometimes you can yell and get into somebody and they'll jump to it. But more and more these days, the, I guess for lack of a better term, the gentle approach is much more effective. But you can still say whatever you want to say, but if you say it in a calmer tone, it's much more effective. If you yell and get loud, people usually just shut down. And and that's what happened with this dude, with Ohio State hat guy. He just started yelling at the official, and she shut down. She bounced. If he would have maybe calmly talked to her and said the same things, I don't know what he was saying for sure because he was across the field, but I would venture to say that if he would be calm, cool, and collected and say the same things that he was saying, she wouldn't have left and she wouldn't have broke down the way she did. She did that because he was fucking berating her and being a fucking asshole. 
and a piece of shit. And he's wearing a stupid hat. I had questions for the referees yesterday. And I would walk down to him and say, hey, what, what just happened? One, because I don't know what the fuck just happened. Like, I don't know what they called or whatever, right? But two, I'd be like, aren't they not allowed to do that? Isn't that an indirect kick? Oh, I learned that yesterday, too. Crazy. So, it's not always what you say. I guess more times than, than not, it's not what you say. It's how you say it. And your tone. We tell our kids that all the time. All the time. It's not what you say. It's how you say it. It's your tone. It's your volume. And that's something I'm still working on too. Like I'm always working on that. I'm always conscious of that. I always try to have a game plan of, you know, how I'm going to approach this certain individual when I have to have maybe a tough conversation with them. It's always good to do that. Go through it in your head. You know, when we talk when we talk about uh, sports officiating, I umpire college baseball, and you have to give warnings sometimes because they'll yell at you from the dugout. And on your way to these universities, you know, sometimes they're, you know, San Angelo State for me is five minutes away, but if I have to go to West Texas, that's a five-hour trip. So I say these things in my head. Calm, cool, and collected of how I just repeat it, I repeat it. And that's just prepping for the tough conversation, right? That's prepping for the hostility that's probably going to happen in that environment. So if you're going to have a tough conversation with a subordinate or, or a superior or a, you know, coworker, whatever, a peer, then run through that in your head first before you just jump to your emotional, your, your emotions are running so high and you just now want to go on the defensive or go on the attack, right, because you're so mad at whatever just happened. Step back from that and think logically about what you should say to make sure that that message sticks and that the whatever happened gets corrected. Because if you go in there balls to the wall, those two things might not happen. And that's not the objective. They're going to know you're pissed. And have a strong, strong tone about you. So, you just never know what people are going through. And listen, man, I've I've done said things to people and, and had those conversations where I run it back in my head. I'm like, damn, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have said that. I had my emotions take the or get the best of me. And 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 now, you know, now I look like the asshole. I've had those. I've been there on that side. But when you don't know, like what should have happened when I was shaking that dude's hand, first I regret shaking his hand. 
Second, what should have happened was after I called him an asshole, he should have immediately said, yeah, I know, I fucked up. But he had a little smirk on his face, and that's why I just kept going. I just went in on this dude. Because he should he should have identified that he fucked up. And those are the people, when they don't self-identify and they don't look at, look at themselves in the mirror and try to correct themselves, stay away from them cats, man. Those are the people that will fucking burn your ass. Even if, if you're, if you're, you know, in that group of people and you've got one of those, two of those people. And it's hard. It's hard to say that you fucked up and it takes practice. Like it takes some time to do that because we all want to think that we're in the right. That's a human thing. But the people that can identify and say that they fucked up, those are the people that are going to grow and those are going to be people that are going to be better in the future. And those are the people that you want to hang around with. Those are the people that are going to hold you accountable and then ask that you hold them accountable. Those are the people you need to surround yourself with. That was crazy. But I'm glad I got to share that message with my team. I just, I don't tolerate that shit, especially being a sports official myself. And people want to know, you know, there's all these questions. Why do, why do we don't have enough sports officials? Well, people like that is why, man. You got these parents, you got these coaches that think they fucking know everything. And they start yelling at people and they start... Like, there's only so much a fucking official can take. Especially from the fans. Like, we don't have a lot of room to correct that. We can't really correct that at all. I mean, it takes a lot to remove a fan from the stands. And those are the worst ones. I had an instance one time where I was at W or I was at West Texas and no, it wasn't West, West Texas. I can't remember where I was, but I was at this location, right? And I was getting off the field. Their team had just lost. The home team had lost. And we get off, we're getting off the field and we're walking back to our locker room. And a fan comes up and says, that's on you. That's on you. You guys fucking suck. You know, he's wearing us out, right? And <laughs> my other two partners, just quiet. But I'm the crew chief. And this is one of those moments where, you know, Drew thinks he's not going to let. Drew's not going to let fucking this random fan, this dad, I'm sure, talk shit to my guys. So, I, uh, as we're walking by, a policeman walks past us. And this dude's, like, following us, following behind us. And I 
look at the police officer and I turned around and pointed at this dude who's like, I don't know, three feet from me. I said, hey, shut this motherfucker up. He says, the police officer's like, yes, sir. And then the dude goes off and he's like, what'd you just fucking say to me? What'd you just fucking say, you know? But man, people like that, and that doesn't happen a lot in in the NCAA. It doesn't really happen a lot. But in high school, high school football is crazy. Uh, High school baseball is crazy too. And you've got these parents out here that think that their players and their sons and their daughters are going to be the next Derek Jeter. Or the next, you know, fuck, I don't know, Joe Montana. Or the next Jerry Rice. They all think that their 12-year-old kids are going to the Hall of Fame. And then their kids are absolutely, especially at the lower levels, like their kids are absolutely embarrassed. And there's times where the kids also take on the, the, the attitude of their parents. And they'll be just as bad to the to the uh, umpires as well. So specifically in baseball, man, I had a my buddy runs uh, my best friend, one of my best friends in the entire world. Man, he runs the uh, U for the state of Texas. I think, I think it's the whole state of Texas. I think he's. You know, maybe the fucking whole South region. I don't know. Changes every day. But he uh, he shared with me a story. I think it was last year, maybe the year before, that he had a kid. You know, he has his own umpires, and he, he hires them out, and they come and they work for him. They're, they're normal. You know, they always, they're always working for him, right? So they're playing this game, and he had a couple of umpires out there, and they had two African-American umpires out there. No big deal. Shouldn't be a big deal. Fuck, it's 2023. Not 1923. What the fuck is going on? Anyway. I guess I think a play happened at first base. And this little kid, I think he's 12, 13 years old, calls the first base umpire. The N-word. And when I was when I told when I heard that, I didn't hear it, but when I heard that story, I'm like, you immediately banded that kid and that family, right? He says, Oh yeah. They packed their shit up right there and left. I said, Well, good. There's no fucking room for that. Zero room. There's no room for it back then. There's no room for it now. It's the craziest shit. So when people ask, like, why there's no sports officials and why we're so low, it's because of that shit. It's because of fucking parents, man. It's parents and then these coaches feed off it and then they get crazy. Everything's no one... You know, and this is a society thing that it's never their fault. It's always someone else's fault. That's a society issue. It's never anyone else's fault. Disregard. It's never their fault. It's always someone else's fault. 
And there's always someone to blame for your fuck up. And that's what they think, right? But coming full circle, no one ever takes a look in the fucking mirror. How do I fix what happened? What was my contribution to the the event that took place? And how do I fix my part? Because that's what you can control. We talk constantly on this on this podcast of how we can what control what we can control. Well, first you have to look yourself in the mirror and say, either in your head or say it out loud, what did I contribute to that event that I could have done better? To maybe make it so it never even happened? Or maybe lessen the impact? Because that kid and those parents, they'll never come to a U-trip game again. Like, they're blacklisted in the system. But that shit right there is not... That shit's taught at home. You know how you fix some of this shit? You fix it at the fucking dinner table. You fix it from the inside out. Like, and we talk about... You hear all the time on the news or when a presidential election's coming up, how you going to fix the, the, the diversity or the, the racial inequalities of, of America and how are you going to unite America? Well, it's not really the president's... Uh, he can't... He or she will not be able to do that. You do that at the dinner table, and then it goes to the home, and then it goes to your neighbors, and then it goes to the community, and then it goes to the county, and then it goes to the the region, and then it goes to the state, and then it goes to the country. You have to fight those battles at the dinner table. And if those things are being taught, which that little kid was obvious, that's just the way that they talk in their house, which is completely wrong. That's where he learned that shit. That's where you combat this shit. You can talk about if you if you come home from a game and your kid thinks that, oh, well, if he would have made the right call or if he would have done this, wouldn't have called that strike and blah, blah, blah. Well, as a dad and as, you know, as parents, you have to then... Make that a teaching lesson. Whoa, 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 whoa there, Pots. What about the other, what about the two pitches you saw right down the middle that you could have whacked on? What about that? What about the ball you kicked when you were at shortstop in the third inning? How do you explain your bad base running? Is that on the referee or is that on the umpire too? Like those are learning lessons. Like those are the things that need to be taught at at the table, in the household. You need to teach your kids not to be blaming everybody else, but take responsibility for the actions that they did. 
Fix those things, and then you'll have a better outcome. But that's why, man. Like, people like Ohio State hat are the reason that you don't have enough sports officials in the United States. There's teams that have to cancel games because there's no there's no officials. It's insane. It's a really good side hustle, too. And the money just keeps increasing as far as pays for game and shit like that. Just keeps going higher and higher. So, if you got kids that are in sports, do not let them blame anybody else. It doesn't matter if an umpire or official blew a call. It really doesn't matter. Because they're human beings and the game wouldn't be what it is if they weren't there. If they weren't there, it would be just a scrimmage. But if they weren't there, what would we go off of? Word of mouth? Oh, you followed me? Oh, that's not how it would work. So, you know, the, the, I was at a football game and they had a sports appreciate or a sports official football official appreciation game. They lined up the seven officials for a football game out there on the fifty yard line before the game and named them off and where they're from. And I thought that was great. More more of that needs to happen, but that's not going to fix everything. And I just just this past weekend shows that it's all still there and it's still fresh. Listen, your kid is not going to be the next Michael Jordan. And the only reason they're not going to be that is because of who you are as a parent. It's not, not going to be because they're not good. It's not going to be because they're unskilled. But it's going to be because you don't instill work ethic. You put, you shift blame to everybody else. You don't hold them accountable for their actions. That's why they're not going to be the next Michael Jordan. That's why they're not going to be the next Derek Jeter. And you don't talk to them at the dinner table about right and wrong. You don't talk to them at the dinner table about accountability. You don't change their actions and change their behavior and mold them into good young women and good good young men at the dinner table. You don't do that. So they're not going to be, they're going to grow up and they're going to be fucking assholes. So. Uh, we fucking do that. I'll tell you that. I'm going to get my list back together. I'll probably have two episodes, three episodes ready to rock by next week. But I had to hop on here so we can get this week started. Everybody have a great week. Be kind to people. Hold people accountable. And fucking get after it. Peace. I never answered and no man, I still go. Go, 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 go.